The 2021 Boston mayoral race is no doubt a historic one. For the first time, a woman is guaranteed to be elected mayor. But how did we get here? Why did the city take so long to elect a woman or a person of color? How is the 2021 mayoral election shaping up? We'll hear from historians and political experts around the city to get their input. From the Boston University News Service, I'm Meg Gregoire. And I'm Daniel Maltz. We're here to give an overview of the history of Boston's mayoral elections and discuss the 2021 Boston mayoral primary and what we can expect from the general election coming up on November 2nd. We talked to Peter Drummy, chief historian at the Massachusetts Historical Society. In speaking with him, we discussed the history of past mayors. Here's what he had to say about the importance of the current mayoral election. It wasn't a surprise that it turned out that um, all the leaders in the, um, um, in the primary were um, uh, women. It's not the first time that a woman has been in the final election. It's not. It's, it's interesting to me that this is a historic moment. This resistance to having um, a um, woman mayor is, to me, it's, we're not alone in the United States, certainly, to have a, in an urban setting to have that. But it seems to me that, that um, it, the, the uh, traditional politics in Boston, I don't think really allowed for that. Catherine Levine Einstein, Associate Professor of Political Science at Boston University, also weighed in on some of what makes Boston's political history distinctive. The big thing to take away from Boston's political history is that um, up until this, um, you know, this year, the city has exclusively been governed um, at the mayoral level by white men. Um, so that's sort of one, like the big news story from this whole thing, right? Um, so I think the, the second thing um, that has really been distinctive about Boston's political history is that our mayors typically stay in office for a really long time. Um, so opportunities like this to have a really competitive mayoral election um, are, are not too common. And so, um, you know, it makes this consequential because this is not likely to be um, an opportunity for, uh, for a little bit unless the next mayor goes on to higher office. Levine also commented on the reputation of Boston being a, quote, racist city. There is certainly this reputation in Boston that is an earned reputation of um, being a racist city um, and being racist and racially biased against um, non-white candidates. Um, that said, I think there are a lot of other racist cities that have still managed to elect um, non-white political officials. And so while Boston is racist, I think, like there are many racist, unfortunately, places in America. Shifting our focus, the two candidates for this year's general election after the primary were Michelle Wu and Anissa Asaibi George. They defeated city councilor Andrea Campbell, incumbent acting mayor Kim Janey, and former Boston chief of economic development John Barros. We talked to Rachel Cobb, associate professor and chair of the Department of Political Science and Legal Studies at Suffolk University, and she explained why she thinks George beat out Campbell and Janey in last week's primary. It was by a relatively small amount, comparatively speaking. So um, in that sense, I mean, it's like a three-way divided among a little. So she appealed to a particular set of voters who have a more moderate stance on things. Certainly her support for police and expanding the police budget played a role among some key voters. And she also had the backing of some key business interests. So she really has a lane that she's in and is state, has staked out, and that is different from the other candidates. So in that sense, she's able to pull together that group of people. 
Acting Mayor Janie faced competition from the three other major candidates and had to work with both the pros and cons of being the incumbent. Kostas Panagopoulos, professor and chair of political science at Northeastern University and editor of the American Politics Research Journal, weighed in on the difficulties that face both challengers and the incumbent. Professor Cobb also mentioned one of the specific policies Janie enacted that didn't sit well with Bostonians. So I think in, in, in one sense it's, it's not really surprising um, because oftentimes elections are referenda on incumbent performance. And clearly there were shortcomings in her record that the other, the other candidates exploited and that, and that the public recognized. She did do some things that were really unpopular, like bringing people, staff, back to the office in mid-summer um, when people didn't have time to get their childcare organized. That really made a lot of city employees quite upset. Um, and, and it is, so things like that, enough to for people to like say, yeah, I'm not sure about your record. And the the other folks had had a lot more, you know, had spent more time running for mayor. And so building up their bases, building up their campaigns, building up their their voters, their voter file. Um, you know, when you have a year advance on somebody in, a, in the world of campaigns, that is a big advantage too. Wu and George will face off in the general election on November 2nd. With the two candidates having different stances on various issues, and with no candidate receiving a majority in the primary, outreach to new voters will be key to crossing the finish line. Here's what Professor Cobb had to say about both the moderate and progressive bases in Boston and what Michelle Wu specifically needs to do to bring in more of those progressive voters who supported other candidates. She has to go to the Janie and Campbell voters and say, I represent the same, I will, I will focus on the same issues that you care about. The reason that you voted for these two is a reason to vote for me. And I am going to um, stake out the territories and like not only say that, but engage in discussion and negotiation and um, and connection and coalition building. It will come down to the moderate versus the progressive. It actually comes down to sort of a um, in a certain way. almost as if there are parties who are being represented here. Now, I'm not saying that it is the the two major, like the Democratic versus the Republican Party. These are two two branches of the Democratic Party, but they are clear. And I think that Wu has to make her clarity, her, her case clear. George has to do the same. But I think Wu has the potential to gain those other voters. And people voting in a preliminary um, are likely to vote in November. Both candidates have their work cut out for them with just six weeks to go before the election. Until then, for the Boston University News Service, I'm Meg Gregoire. And I'm Daniel Maltz. Special thanks to Gladys Vargas, Hanya Malhas, and Katrina Liu for their editing and reporting. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.